Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guaranteed. No. Guaranteed. You buzz me up, Scotty. You know how they had to beat me up, Scotty? No. I be getting buzzed like a mug, and I be, hey, and I be, y'all can laugh all y'all want. If I, I win that chess match with three mil. Your nickname would change. You would be, be you would be buzzy. And, that, hey, hey, and that's what, hey, guess what? And I'd have that on my license plate, too. And I would officially change my name, too. Can you can you just do like like Buzzy like, Foreman? Like no, you're not. No, no, I would just I just I'm Buzzy. I just just no no last just name. Buzzy. Just Buzzy. That's it. Just Buzzy. You call me Buzz. Just like Cher. Yeah. Just like the, just Buzz. <laughs> just what like up, Tiger. Buzz? Yeah. What's just happening? like Tiger. Goat. Yeah, yep. <laughs> buzz. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Sorry to him and text line. How to link it outline. If you want to call in, text in, and join, join the conversation. But then I wonder what the the buzz fee is. You know, how you got to find the, what you got to pay somebody to buzz. Yeah, because somebody has to be the buzzer. Like so you then, have to so trust then I somebody. Take my answer back. I don't. You know have yet. to trust somebody enough that well, we one. This, we end this together though. Well, but what happens? Because if it's your if because if it's your boy, the first time y'all have a couple of drinks too many, it's gonna come up. Yeah, it's gonna come care. up. It's yeah, like and Jay, you know, and you know like, what else? You know what else is coming up? <laughs> that three million in my, in my bank account. Yeah, you can talk junk all you want. I'm getting buzzed up. Thank hey, you very right. much. <laughs> hey, and and I ain't even mad at the dude that had the weights in the in the uh, in, in his fish. It's like Cheaters Week, man. It's like Cheaters Week. It it's made sports. national news. It was che- like so. There's no, a national news. Fisher, this is the Fisher guy, and the best part is the guy who caught them. Was cool. <laughs> he, he was cool as the cucumber, man. He looked at dude like, man, you busted, you busted, bro. And then everybody else wanted to but, fight. But, He's but, like, but, no, hey. no, let him go. I got this. I got this. No, but why did he zip the zip the fish open? He's like, I told you, I got him. And then everybody- you get it on film, like because yeah, people wouldn't yeah, have believed it, yeah. right? So he did it while everybody. He, first of all, he waited until everybody got there. <laughs> he like, waited until everybody came in with their fish, and they like, man, this is the this. only. This dude didn't have the little melting pot, and he the only one getting twenty pound little bass fish. Not even in bass season. And they're X-raying it, and you can't see it because he's using fish fillet inside that he stuffs inside the fish. And then, but he had metal. He had like metal bullets. No, they were like. Weights. Those, th- those are like uh, casting weights. Is that yeah? What like if you really wanna, if you got a real like thick line that say like you're deep sea fishing, those are things you put on there. You know to cast it. I, I'm, I think. Look, I, I I was trying to yeah, figure he, it out. He, hey, he's like, man, he's like, I'm using these weights. <laughs> I caught some marlins with. I mean, he you was know? pulling out full fillets. Like he was stuffing the fish with Nate. They were like, how did I not Nate, see this? They were like little grenades. Like little <laughs> grenade, like M80s. And like putting like, it inside the fish. Size, yeah. Killing them. And those other fisher, those yeah, other fishermen, those other fishermen were hot. Then the one dude was like, <laughs> you beat me last last time. You beat me last tournament. 
you're going to jail. You should go to jail. You're a cheater. You're a cheater. And so it's just it, it sports every now and then sports happens. They're just they're huge cheaters in sports. So think back to yeah, Pete that, Rose when the when the Pete Rose thing happened. Or Brett Brett Brett's uh, uh yeah, well, George Brett's George Brett, pine tar, pine tar come, running um, out, come running out of the dugout. Gaylord Perry <laughs> using using Vaseline. Yeah. What was the guy oh, that had to file, and then when he came out yeah, there, he from threw the Yankees, out, he, he threw, threw it out it. <laughs> over there. He tried to hit him with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the no look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the salt over the shoulder. Who are the greatest cheaters in sports? Because this guy, the chess. Ben Johnson. The, the chess cha- the, the Ben chess, Johnson. The Astros only did what. The yeah, Red Sox is. and the Yankees had done first. Yeah. They just did it better. They did it very well. They just did it better. They did. Uh, the Patriots. They, well, that ain't cheating. If you uh, if you dumb enough to have your practice right there, <laughs> that ain't cheating. That you just you you know you deserve to lose. You stupid. Well, but football gate. I mean, that's you know that that's well, cheating. Deflate, that's not. The people been doing that forever. The deflate gate. Yeah, I was so, a ball so you boy. see, so you see how I look, was, look a little ball. Jay Foreman over there with the little pin, <laughs> take it, look, push the ball. Fran oh, targeted looking at Jay Foreman like, oh, when you're a ball boy, David, like some quarterbacks like the balls like you know fully, you know. It's almost, I mean, that's even Aaron Rodgers even said it. He was like, like when he played San Diego, he told the he even admitted, but it was just the fact that it was the well, Patriots. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, George uh, Brett Favre is now in the. He Brett Favre, is, he can't catch a break. They went back to 2015 on you. Text hey, line, tell hey, us Brett, who, who, are the, who are the greatest said, cheaters. Brett so let's go said, Brett, but Brett Favre was kind of – he's like innovative. He's like, look, man, these guys are in prison. This free labor. <laughs> hey, I came up with a great idea. They could work for me. <laughs> hey, Brett Favre said, hey, Brett Favre, Brett Favre said, listen here, I got a perfect idea. You I'm know, just... when I'm driving to my, you know, 100-acre, you know, land – you know, I, I see the guys out there, you know, with the with the yellow on to say that, you know, they're prison oh, workers. You know what the best thing to defend them to do? Come work for me. Free money. Free. The free. Corey Lincoln has to go with the Sammy Sosa's corked bat. That was that was a good one. But everybody corked bat. Oh, yeah. Phil Necro. Like, oh, Nuxie cut up. He cut up his nails. He you know, brill cream. He put he put hair gel on the on the Phil, baseball. I remember, I remember Phil Necro. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Phil ne- is was is, okay. So here's this is an interesting thing. So first of all, okay, let's put a pen there. Jay, please tell them about our sponsor, the Mercado, eighty fourth and Havelock, certified Piedmontese and their special ingredients, butcher shop. Uh, they have take home. They have pasta. They got any cut of meat and uh, any meat that you want. Seafood. Uh, and then, obviously, the restaurant has a great appetizers, entree, and dessert menu. And the strawberry sorbet uh, for, from their butcher shop is off the chain. All right, Nate, I'm, s- I'm putting that in your DMs on Twitter so you can actually s- watch the video. Um, we should. I'm not sure we could even play the video because of the language. Because <laughs> them dudes was heated. Yeah, they oh, they were heated. It. I'm glad you sent me this because I haven't seen the it. One like, dude, the one dude had he, one dude had a rough day on the on the on the uh, on the lake because he had the uh, plumber's crack going on. He even he didn't even pull his pants up with the plumber's crack and just stood there the whole just time, right whole in front time. of right in front of everything. We got weights in the fish. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Reed. Pat, the, the golfer Patrick Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, golfers cheat. Uh, who was the who was the Rose uh, Ruiz, the young lady who swore she was the first woman to win the Boston Marathon, who but she cut through, 
She cut through the park. <laughs> what? She what? cut through the park. I didn't know, I didn't know that one. That's awful. Awesome. Rosie Ruiz. That's what I'm Rosie, talking Rosie. About. How does no one catch that? Hey, no, right. she, 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 she just him. veered off. She just veered off. She just Got veered him. off. Uh, this was this was back in the seventies or eighties, and and it, it's happened to a couple of marathoners where people they're like, wait a minute, you don't show up at any of the like the spots where they keep keep track of that sort of stuff. But she was the oh. she was yeah. Oh hold on, they said the guy from the the uh, the fishing, the guy and his partner won three hundred thousands in tournaments last year. Oh yeah, we fighting, right? Because because here's the thing, you won three hundred thousand in cash and all the sponsorships. But my whole thing is like, how you ain't catch on for like nobody's that good of a fisherman that you win in all these tournaments. There's got to be something. Look, like, don't they have a checks and balances? Well, they like, do. But so they extra because they they X-ray. But DP, them weights in there was a, it was the size of this microphone. Well, I would imagine that it, it looks was, something like organs? an organ, one of the fish's organs. I'm not sure. But he said, paying, <laughs> he they, had said pay, they had to be paying people off. Oh, I mean, you have to have somebody on the staff whose sole job is to stuff the fish. Like he's just on the boat. Don't they have video cameras on these guys though? Yeah, oh, but they, they're, they're but, lead sinkers. Yeah, that's what they are. Lead sinkers. Who are you? Can't X-ray lead. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's amazing, right? You just go. Th- this is the brilliance about cheaters and villains. They're all exceptionally smart, but they spend all of their time trying to figure out how to cheat rather than how to just win. They, they squeeze the walleye. And then they felt something solid, and then they found the the lead weight lead sinkers, wow. and then it must not have been b- detectable by X ray. Wow. Like I'm, a, I don't know, rubber duck from Judge Mills, Judge Mills from Caddyshack. Billy, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> I I haven't seen Caddyshack in a minute. Oh, Judge Judge Mills time. is one of my favorite characters. Period. Ever. Um. So football is steroids cheating. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just your opinion. There's no right or wrong to it. It's just your opinion. Is football because if steroids is cheating, if it's cheating in football, or or it's cheating in baseball, or it's cheating in basketball, then does that mean it's cheating in everything? Yeah, I don't know. Is steroids I mean, cheating? I don't know. I mean, like, do you look at do you look at a guy who's naturally built or a guy who's steroid built? Do you look at them the same way? Well, it depends on the sport. I, I mean, there's some like. guys that are in the Hall of Fame. That oh, there's a ton of dudes in steroids. Oh, there's a ton of dudes in the, in the Hall of Fame in every Hall of Fame yeah, who are on steroids or who are on stimulants or Stero- yeah, you know, know amphetamines or whatever it was. So it's just there. But look, I mean, just then like the question a, is: a couple is, of my baseball friends that played major leagues, they pretty much were like, "Well, if every if it's almost flip, if you're the only one not doing it, you're like the dumb one." During that time, I mean, of like Sosa and McGuire, like you would, you'd be looking at like you're in it, like you're a dumb one. Like so, why wouldn't you? So, so my stepdad used to tell the stories of, uh, so he was a DC cop, and he would tell the stories of athletes who would come to DC and play, and they would always get busted because they would go to the to the to areas of town where they would go and get amphetamines or speed or whatever it was. Um, they would take caffeine pills. They would take speed. Yeah, it, it was it was a regular thing. Um, the, the story of uh, 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 Vita Blue, 
No, it was John Odom, Blue Moon Odom. And he told a story of, oh, Doc Ellis with the Pittsburgh Pirates, that he threw a perfect game. He doesn't remember a single pitch. Yep. That's how under the influence he was. Like, they're fighters who, in the special bottle of water, there's something that kicks in and, and gets them through the later rounds. So, I think you'd end up trying to figure out how what is cheating. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I don't know. I mean, I the steroid thing. It's technically, but the, technically, it is breaking the rules. Yeah, it's just so how you interpret if everyone else is breaking the rules, how do you interpret yeah. that? And it's kind of just whatever. It, it, like we were talking about whatever your number is. We got a we got a text in here from my man Derek. Derek, I got the energy in here, so we we bring in the energy. He wants to know coming up, it, it, should we open or should they open up the playbook to in, include some bubble screens or jailbreak screens? And will, is Whipple correct in questioning players, questioning his players' confidence and attempt to motivate him? Um, the first one, I mean, I think the playbook is pretty plenty open. I mean, it looked like. Um, but yeah, I think screen game and, and jailbreak screen to get some guys, some other, you know, different opportunities to make big plays, uh, would be good against Rutgers. You know, they got a little bit of the injury bug going on and plus, uh, you know, they're going to probably be real heavy trying to stop the run. So then therefore, um, you know, obviously try to exploit some of their weaknesses. Now I know Ohio state, you know, obviously ran the ball at a good clip against them. Um, and you know, so forth and so on. So. I think the biggest thing, to be honest with you, I know it's just going to sound pretty bland, is that they just need to get better executing up front, you know, as far as uh, the run blocking and pass blocking, um, being more consistent, getting on guys. Because Anthony Grant has shown you that he can find the holes when they're made, but then also make you make a a average or bad block look good. So the biggest thing is to get more consistent. Then everything else will, will, you know, work itself out. You know, the, the regular screen game is probably a little bit hard because our, you know, our offensive linemen aren't as, you know, fleet of foot. But I think the jailbreak screens and uh, bubble screens could bode well because when you have Vokalek, Chancellor Bloomington, and all of our receivers that block well, we can get out there on the edge and create some pretty good seams. And, and uh, so I think that's something they probably have. And if it's there, they'll they'll take advantage of it. Um, as far as the question of players' confidence to motivate him, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really hear the quote or hear what he said, so I really can't comment. I think, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, is that he wanted the more urgency, I think I heard, on offense, which, sure, that's great. You know, really, I'd want more urgency in execution. I want, you know, I would probably try to eliminate the direct access of hitting our quarterback dead in his face all the time and uh, not having a clean pocket. So, um, but then I think the urgency as well, you know, urgency in the route running, you can see that in sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you know what people don't understand is that you, if you're running a, like, well, I can just speak from a uh, defensive standpoint. <clears throat> so I think sometimes people think just because you play defense or offense that you don't know the opposite. I think it's actually the opposite. I know that's a, like a tongue twister. If you really are about your business as a defender, you're going to study offenses of what makes an offense good and what can affect you as a defender. Me as a defender, if I'm if I am, you know, checking a running back, tight end, or a slot receiver, or you know, somebody coming in my zone or matchup zone or whatever, if if a receiver has the ability to change the pace of his routes with with being efficient with his footwork, that's the guy. That's the guy that really can run routes. 
Um, and so that can help out some. And, and, and as far as urgency, that can help out. Um, and then there's times that you want to be less urgent and be more patient. So, um, you know, I think, look, I like that Whipple's challenging the guys. He's challenging them to do better, you know, to be more consistent for four quarters. You know, start out the first drive, then you fall asleep for like a quarter and a half, and then, you know, you get one touchdown because, you know, obviously we blocked the, the punt, and then we don't score again until the fourth quarter. I mean, uh, he, his expectations are with our talent that we should be, you know, more consistent, you know, first, second, third, fourth quarter. So I like that. I like it when – um you know, a coach is, is motivating players and challenging them to do better because he believes in them as well. He's not, you know, the one thing I could probably say for Coach Whipple, I don't, you know, I can't speak, speak for him again, but just going off of his pedigree and what he's, you know, said is that he's not going to ask anything of you that he doesn't believe that you can do. Mickey either, or primarily probably any of the coaches. So wanting them to do better, play with more urgency and be more consistent, there's nothing wrong with that. You need to worry when he's like, oh, yeah, we're just, you know <laughs> – we're good where we're at. No, we're not. We need to be better because he knows they can be better. Um, everybody can, you know, be better. So, you know, I like it. I like it that he's ready to go. They see a, a tremendous opportunity on Friday night. They see a tremendous challenge, but with every challenge comes a uh, reward. So it's something that they can do. Um, hadn't been done around here since 2018. I think nice Mike Riley, uh, two big 10 wins in a row. And then, uh, you know, set yourself up for a nice game after that. So I think it's something that, uh, you know, is definitely on the table and they need to approach it with the utmost respect and intensity as possible. A couple of quotes from Mark Whipple today along with, you know, hey, we're, you know, this is an opportunity. We can win the Big Ten West, so we should begin to act like it. But he also said, I was not happy with the way we played. I was happy with the way we finished. And then I told him on Monday, look, guys, this is, a re is the reality. We are in first place. That is where you're at, so let's go forward from here. We have a chance, and that is all you can ask for in this world. He goes on. You cannot miss the chance for a touchdown when Trey is running wide open in that situation, talking about sacks. As I said, Casey bounced back, uh, and I have to coach him better. My frustration in that part is I have to coach better. I'm pointing a finger at myself. So, like I said, this season, we're almost halfway there, and I said we have a chance. We've wasted so many opportunities. As an older person, this thing goes by fast. You have to make sure you're on your P's and Q's. And that was the frustrating part. And then he finished with, they may not like me, but they know when they come in, in there that they're going to have a good classroom. They're going to learn, and they're going to get better. And that way, they're going to be a better person. That is the most important factor, and I was probably looking in the mirror before that game with that week off saying, how can I be better? How can I help these guys get over the top? And they made the play in the fourth quarter, and it just worked. We missed that play about three times earlier in the year and then finished the game. It's going to be the same thing this one. It's going to be fourth quarters. We'll have to find a way. Jay? Yeah, I like it. I like it. The You know, he's not backing down from what he wants, you know, and so, but he's clear with what he wants, right? Uh, the expectation isn't going to change. And that's, that's number one. And then number two, there's accountability on his own, right? Said he was frustrated and uh, he's probably frustrated, you know, holistically and wanted Casey to play a little bit better. And he made a decision and, and so forth. And I like somebody that can live with whether it's a right wrong or decision and but be accountable for it and um because the players or as a player i'd feel like we're in it together nobody's above any type of criticism or questioning uh long as it's not personal for the betterment of the team and i like that coach Whipple's taking that approach but also he's steadfast in what he believes in 
and wants the team to play better, you know, quarter one through four, which I just mentioned. So I think it's all good. And, you know, one thing you need to do with, with the team that's not used to winning, they only won one game now. I mean, listen, the problems aren't solved. There is no let up. This is the time to press more, expect more, work more, work harder, be more efficient. Um, this is when it gets fun, you know, um, get a little get a little victory out of your way. Let's go for two. And then after that, you can start worrying about that one, the next one after that. But you can't get to three if you don't get to two. So, you know, I know a lot of people have been talking about Chubba going in the game, you know, and all this other stuff and, you know, questioning, you know, look, man, I, I hear people talking about penalties, right, in reference to, like, Mickey and this coaching staff. Penalty. Listen here, dude. They ain't have a problem when, when Scott came in from UCF and they had a ton of penalties. And they had to, we were penalized like all the time. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, penalties are subjective a lot of the times, and I'd rather you be aggressive. The the self induced penalties are what's frust will be frustrating, right? Not lining up right, delay a game, all that type of stuff that you can control. You can't con control if a ref sees something already kind of written this written the review of the movie before actually taking that half a second and say okay. Was that a 50-50 play? Was that good, aggressive Big Ten football? Or was that just a pass interference because I want to throw it because the big boss is watching? Or that's just the way they are as a crew. So, um, But then as far as like Chubba going in the game, I don't. I mean, look, man, I've been pulled before. I've been questioned before. Um, and you always say as a coach, the, 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 there is no right time for it except for when you make that decision. I think the only thing you could probably want to probably maybe have back is probably dropping back with a quarterback that hadn't played at all at five yard line. But at the end of the day, I don't even really question that because it's your job as a quarterback not to lose the ball. Right. Right. I mean, through all of the stuff that was through all play. that, there's there's a there's an answer to well, every well, well, I every found, question. I found Whipple saying that here's the new standard. The, yeah, I have no problem with it. Like that to me is another box to check. Because I have no problem with it. I mean, maybe a little quick, but sometimes, look, man, I mean, it's no different than basketball. I mean, I know it's two different sports, but if you have a, if you have, if, if there's times when I've even seen LeBron come out of the game early because he's just not into it yet, or just kind of, you, you know, your body just ain't sometimes, you, you know what I mean, just not firing yet, or you're just a little, you could either be too fast or too slow. There, there are too many times in Nebraska, recent Nebraska sports history, where hindsight told us that there were opportunities that had been, had they been taken advantage of when they existed, like baseball last year, several games along the way that they had the opportunity to win games, and then they get to the end of the season and they need yeah, one more one game. More, yeah. One more game. Well, the right time is now. Right time now uh, to uh, set it. Go look. and beat a team that you should be able to beat. Yeah, but it's. I think it's bigger than that. And I don't mean to like you know minimize what you're saying. If 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 you can coach the quarterback who's the most important player on the mm -hmm. team, right? I mm -hmm. mean, let's be honest. I don't mm -hmm. think, whether Case is a, a captain or not. Right. He is the captain. Right. You can coach him hard. You can coach anybody hard. Yeah. There is no favoritism, and it's not personal because if it was personal, Casey would have never been back in the game. There's been coaches around here that have benched guys, and it's been it had to be personal because how does a guy go from starting in say like week three to never playing again? Right. That's to me, I would say that's humanly impossible for DP to start the first three games, have a bad game, right? Now, granted, if it's leading up to that, 
But again, I was choosing to put him out there, right? At like corner or whatever, defensive tackle. And then all of a sudden you have a bad game and then DP is just nowhere to be found. That means all the practice reps that he's had, all the game reps he's had, all the meetings times he had, it was just hollow. It was like, okay, well, you're just conditional on you playing perfect. There is yeah. no perfect game in sports. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Everybody's had a bad game. As if a you coach. Or you, and as a coach, if you – the one thing that I realized early, if you haven't got got, you ain't been playing hard. If you you have not been if, competing. If you, if you ain't got – You have not if, been competing. If you ain't got ran over, you ain't playing hard enough because yeah. you're going to get caught slipping. That Even you, the, Nate. That is look at Nate real. over there looking all handsome. That is, that is look at that. He's got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do. He got that Kool-Aid smile on him, We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We'll find out what Nate's day, what his evening's going to be like. I'm sure he's willing to share it. And then we'll talk more about what happened. Bill Bush had some things to say. We'll talk about those as well as the Huskers prepare there he is, for the ladies Scarlet and gentlemen. Look at him. Cheesy. Look at him. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 